This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I was in the 1st United States Army. After I finished high school, I got drafted like everybody else back in 1943. They sent me overseas, and uh, that was interesting because I went on the Queen Elizabeth. And uh, we didn't have an escort. Uh, the ship was so fast, it could outrun the submarines. So in six days, we landed in Glasgow, Scotland. And, of course, it could have made it in four days, but uh, for the maneuvering it had to do, it slowed it down. Our job was to uh, unload ships. We were a port battalion, and that was from... Uh, that was from September 43 to uh, probably uh, May 44. We got on a boat or a, sh a small ship, not like the Queen Elizabeth. And once we got on the ship, we knew that we were going to be part of the invasion. I really wasn't scared, the truth is. Uh, you have a lot of emotions. I didn't want to be there in the first place, you know. But uh, I figured, well, everybody else is here, so I'm here too. And uh, But while we were on this ship going to France, I was wondering if I was going to make my uh, 20th birthday, because my birthday was June 3rd. And, uh, and I made it <laughs> by a couple of days, but... Uh, on the 6th of June, we were right off the coast. We were right there off Normandy Beach, and uh, we could see everything. The service was not integrated in World War II. It just wasn't. You, you know, I was in an outfit that's all colored, all black, except the officers. And uh, so that's the way it was. You, you turn out. <laughs> wow. I, I always need your help when we do this afterwards. Yeah, man. That man that you just heard talk about that journey at the time was 85 years old. That yeah. was back in, uh, I think it was 20, uh, 2009. The folks from Ringling College were were contracted. There was an actual accredited college down there in Sarasota, Ringling College, yes. But they fanned out throughout Central Florida, finding living soldiers of color. They found my father. Yeah. who at the time being was the oldest member, still was, and they put together a piece called Living Soldiers of Color that is now sitting in the Library of Congress. His piece was 27 minutes. Couldn't obviously play all that for you, so I've condensed it down and um, have been doing some of the most frustrating work, Sam, over the last few years, trying to take that, combine it with a few other things, and make a teaching tool. 
I yes. want to make a documentary. I'm yes. not trying to get rich off that dude. I want to make this because this is the barbershop conversation, right? We don't hear enough about our stories. That's told true. by us, you know what I mean? That's so true. I'm trying to make it into a teaching tool with, by the way, the help, and I want to say this, Steve Cannon okay. has helped me out, sat and talked with me, vice chairman of the Arthur Blank, I won't say foundation, it's the uh, his entertainment, pretty much everything Arthur Blank does. Yeah. He's, his no, he's his number one guy. And uh, Steve Assoff. Okay. From, he's the head master or whatever they call the number one guy at Pace Academy. Both military men. Have those connections. Saw this, heard this, heard about it, played it for them, felt the same way I did, and are helping me try to navigate the landmine of things that are out there when you want to present a new piece of educational uh, and, 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 and make it available so teachers can make it part of their curriculum. So anyway, those guys have helped out here. But every year when we play this, I ask you, what's the thing that stands out to you when you hear that? Because there are a couple things that he says that, that should stay with you. Um, to me, talk about everybody's here. Yeah, everybody's here. I'm like, wait, everybody's here. <laughs> so I might as well be here too. And and there's no angst about it. Like I said, it's many years before the civil rights movement got tr- got going in this country. These folks all came through the depression. You know, um, <laughs> the other thing is, um, uh, like I said, that, that was one thing to stay with me. I was trying to remember the other thing that you said. Uh, the well, the that thing that I, we listened to him is we, he wondering if he would see his next birthday. Born June third. 1924. Yep. June 6th, 1944 is was D-Day. Okay? He didn't land until June 7th because again, as he said, army wasn't integrated. So the fighting men, the infantry are the ones that was the first scene in saving Private Ryan. Everybody stormed ashore. Right. If they didn't do their job along with the other allied forces, we'd be all speaking German. Okay? Or whatever. Okay. But they did their job, and June 7th is when everybody came ashore, and as he said, it was the colored regiments that emptied the ships, that drove the trucks. We've heard the stories about the Red Ball Express. Right. The truck drivers who were all black, and they went between units and over land, mine-filled roads. This is just the, the true stories from this from this battle and what happened shortly thereafter. But as you said, could you imagine? Because we got friends that got 19-year-olds. Yep, would you let yep. them, some of them, you wouldn't let oh, wash your no. car, man. Oh, no, 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 all you know. Them, all them dudes were out there, 19, 40 pounds of you know, you know, stuff on their back, scared like you know what. He said the, they only lost two men from his company, and it was when that boat that took you from the ship to shore, they call them ducks back then, right. probably okay. different names then, and the front goes down, right. and they run off the ship, and the, the particular one he was on, or they had one that, his was okay, but they had one that did make it all the way to where they were supposed to. So when the front went down, the guys ran off into water over their head. Mm. Now, some of them could swim. Most of them could swim, but there were a few that couldn't swim with 40 pounds on their back. right? Yeah. And so he said that those were the only ones that they lost during that invasion from his, from his company. right? Anyway, I, I like playing that just because, A, I can, and B... Um, it just, it lands on me in a way that lets me know I got more work to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I can't carry that dude's jock. I can't, that, that generation of people are that. I'm saying it because he's my, my, my relative, but there are those of you out there who have those relatives who, you know, went through stuff that is unimaginable. And, and, you know, when you get the opportunity, you, you take a second and go, man. Just acknowledge what they did in their efforts. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Very much. So very much. there you go. It's great was... timing. And, and as always, at this, we uh, we um, salute all those that served. Absolutely. All those that served um, in, in whatever capacity with our armed services. We thank you for your service. Um, Chris Parker and I talked about this for a little bit Friday night in the scoreboard show and how there are a lot of uh, former military who are involved in coaching mm-hmm. at the high school level or, or in high school administration, um, athletic directors, and just you thank them for what they do for our young people and for our communities. But above all, all those that serve, uh, we thank them for their service. This weekend. Absolutely. We thank them every day, but especially at this time. In a related story, didn't Army have a big win this past didn't they? Did they? Eric, jump in here. I, as, you, as you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, they had like a really big win this week. Uh, Army and Navy both won their games yesterday. So congratulations yeah. to both of those um, service uh, cadet. Um, what do you call the them? Academy. Service academies. The academy. 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 And I haven't seen what – because the Air Force was ranked as of yes. the latest last week, but they lost, they unfortunately. Lost. But, um, they lost to Army. Yeah, 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 exactly. And Army was a big underdog in that game. Do you ever but, hear yeah. that trivia question? I don't know if it's it's app, but still. But the five. Was, yeah, the five schools yeah. in college football that are not technically universities. Yeah. And, and one's here. Well, yeah, Georgia Tech, Boston College, and, and then the academies. academies. The three academies. academies. Yep. But there might be more now, but, you know. Division one job. No, that's that that question's been asked forever. No, that's that's it. The All five right. there not yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. Thank you again, Mr. Crenshaw, for letting me do that. Um and and just a quick update. He is he's been moved to a different part of the facility he's in, but he's he's happy, he's smiling and 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 no pain and and you know, I just am blessed. I really am. Having said that, you would think that would be enough, wouldn't you? Oh, oh no, no, Sam. but no, but no, no, there's no, not. no, 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 no. Oh, there's more. With these last five minutes, I have something very special to, for you. Is he ready to go? You know, and this is Eric helping me out with this too, and I want to thank Eric for helping put this segment together. You know what happened last night? You don't remember, huh? Something happened last night, Sam. UFC 295 happened. Did you uh, not watch uh, UFC 295? I, I saw that some headlines kept popping through on my phone. Well, I to watch. when we have a, a big UFC match, we get an update, right? Okay. But the person who would normally give us that update no longer works here. Ah, don't let that be a barrier. Good morning, Max. Oh, there he is. What's going on, man? Um, what did the, uh, the second greatest player of all time say? I'm back. <laughs> Max Van Auken was our the former, second. Michael Jordan, the second. second. The second. <laughs> yeah, right. we've had this debate. Our former producer who has moved on, he is down in Florida. And this guy's going to blow up as far as the NBA, and he's going to be doing some other things. He's down there. He um he 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 is no longer with us, but we could not find a bigger UFC fan. And when we knew the fight was coming up, and I'd reached out to him while I was down in Florida this past week, I said, "Hey, let's surprise Sam. He's not going to be ready for this. You come on and you give us an update." And he couldn't wait. Oh man! So Max, first of well, you Fantastic, miss, you, you man. Miss, you miss Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, don't you? Oh, I miss you guys, absolutely. Greg, you'd be so surprised the random facts I hit people throughout the day and ask like it's completely <laughs> – yes. and I tell, them, I tell them it's all my idea. I don't even give you credit. That's I all right. Say, oh, did you know on this day? <laughs> I know he's also going to tell me he, he's also tell me he ain't finished the Sopranos yet either. <laughs> um, see, uh, season four. Season four. Oh, okay. there he goes. All right, there he goes. All right Max. Season four. Let me do this right. Uh, for ladies and gentlemen, our former producer, Mass Von Auken, is the biggest 
boxing and UFC fan. When he was here, he would give us updates. He's gone now, so we reach out to him to give us this update. My man, last night, UFC 295. Tell us what we missed. Absolutely, but first and foremost, and most importantly, happy Veterans Day. I heard that awesome segment you guys had. My grandfather's also served in World War II. I have cousins that have also served, um, a lot of family members. So everyone that has served and is serving, greatly appreciate you guys. Um, really means a lot. But as far as UFC goes, last night was really interesting. So I'm going to make sure I slow down with the names. So there's a guy named Alex Pereira, and he fought Israel Adesanya back when I was working with you guys. And he shocked the world because they have a weird history. And so Israel Adesanya was this star, but this guy kind of always followed him because they fought in other organizations and he would beat Israel Adesanya, but nobody in the UFC could beat Israel Adesanya. So he came in and he beat him. And then Israel Adesanya finally beat him back for the first time. But why I bring this up is because he called Izzy out last night. So this guy, Alex Pereira, moves up a weight class to the light heavyweight division and he wins the title already. So he is the quickest fighter in UFC history to win two division titles within only six fights. Now, everyone always has a different path in the UFC. If you sell a lot of pay-per-view buys, you can probably get the bigger fights. That's true. But to do it in six fights and to win titles in both divisions, we haven't seen someone do it this quick. He is truly a, like, scary individual. And in the co-main event, John Jones recently tore his pectoral muscle. Right. And so he was supposed he was supposed to fight Stipe for the heavyweight championship. So this, last night we saw the interim heavyweight championship. And uh, Tom Espinel is a real, real contender to fight John Jones. So now John has to ask himself, this was supposed to be his going away party. He fights Stipe and he retires. Does he have... Uh, that energy, that spark still to fight these young guys? Or does he just realize, hey, there's always going to be a net, and he hangs it up after Stipe? So last night set up a lot of really big fights in the UFC. Oops, sorry about that. We lost you there for a second. Max Von Hawken, joining Sam and Greg. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Uh, I wasn't sure if Mr. Crenshaw had a question for you because, again, he's just bubbling over here and smiling that you're back on. Yeah, man, <laughs> giving, so cool. us, giving us UFC uh, I'm going to ask him about John Jones. At what point does, does he get back in on this? Or, or will that will the opportunity still be there for him? Oh, absolutely. Whenever There's like four guys in the UFC who, no matter what happens, they will always have the opportunity. That's Connor, it's John Jones, Israel Adesanya, and now a fighter named Sugar Sean O'Malley. Um, if, when the, the pay-per-views that they bring, and obviously he's the greatest to ever fight inside the octagon, there will always be an opportunity. But he is getting older, and now he announced it on Twitter, that, or X now, that this one he wanted one more fight in Madison Square Garden against Stipe, and he's done. So I do believe if you're a fight fan um, or if you're a fan of John Jones, don't take it for granted because he wants to go out on top, which I believe would be an awesome thing for him to do. And the only other person that's really done that is Habib. Uh, so, I, John Jones, I believe, truly has one more fight. But very quickly, because I know you guys probably have to go, Francis Ngannou, when I talked to you guys back when I was at 92.9 The Game, right. he left the UFC and joined the PFL, and I really didn't know if that made sense. You fast-forwarded now, and he just, in my opinion, beat the greatest heavyweight fighter right now, Tyson Fury, in his first-ever boxing match. I owe him a big apology. Ooh. There you go, and you're going to wow. come back on and give it to him another we're going to get you updates on boxing yeah. and UFC. You are now officially deputized, Max. 
Whenever you guys need me, I miss you guys. And by the way, don't think I was going to leave without a random fact. Today, just to let you know, on this day, Greg, I believe in 1980, Raging Bull premiered, and I actually never Whoa. saw that movie, so that's something I need to do. God, wow. something up. Okay. i got to go look at that and see if that's true. But anyway, as we say adieu to Max, we also say have a wonderful day to his mother. Right? Know, we didn't play, we didn't play no Bill Withers. But lovely we'll, day. We'll get that all for you. Max, as always, man, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and thank you for coming on with us with the update. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you guys so much. There thank you. you. She said right. bye as well. She's tuned in. All right. All right. All right. Atlanta United and Atlanta Falcons are at it, and we're going to, uh, well, get your thoughts on what's going on with both of these uh, teams. From Joe Patrick, he is up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 game 929game.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio, 929 game, 929 game.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. I ain't want to talk over Michael. He was you know, jumping in there real quick. Here. <laughs> uh, as we get ready to talk a little Atlanta United and Falcons, you know, Sam, on this day. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's the fault of Chicago, folks. But. Uh-oh. Kennesaw Mountain Landis was mm-hmm. elected the first baseball commissioner on this day. Okay. After the trials, after all that stuff with the 1919 Black Sox, here we are a year later in 2020. This is the day he got put in office. And they said, hey, take a 10-year contract. And he, as the movie goes, killed a, <laughs> killed a fly with his swatter and went, lifetime. <laughs> oh, man. Lifetime. Man, folks won't believe him if it's coming up to an end of a contract. So, there you go. As we welcome a guy on who does sometimes talk baseball with us, but we ain't going to have him talk baseball today. No. We're going to have him talk about Sammy Sosa on his birthday. We got to talk. <laughs> we got we got to talk some Falcons and Atlanta United. Welcoming Joe Patrick on here. Do you feel kind of bad about the fact that you're not included in the trip out to, you know, places like Arizona, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Miami when the when the Falcons go and, you know, Take these road I trips. I don't, I don't feel bad at all, guys. In fact, I feel great when I'm uh, able to take in the game on a Sunday on my TV in my living room. I think that's, uh, I think that that's a pretty great perk. So, <laughs> right. I mean, it, would be, it would be fun to travel, but I mean, I'm not hating it by any means. There you go. There you go. There you go, folks. Well, you know what, Joe? We were both together this week up at Flowery Branch, and thoughts yeah. about um, what we saw from from this team, what we heard. Uh, and then what we expect to see maybe possibly later on today. You know, I think it's a team that that feels like their their backs are up against the wall to an extent. Um, I think, you know, we heard Taylor Heineke talk about this is kind of like a, <laughs> I know this is going to rub some fans a certain type of way, but he's talking about this is like a Super Bowl week for this team. Um, and, I, and he's just saying that to say that it is a must win because, while they do, they are the team is still optimistic about what they feel like they have ahead of them and how much of their destiny is still in their own hands, which it fully is. But if you lose this game going into a bye week, I mean that is a that is a really bad stretch to be on. That is not a lot of confidence to have going into that final stretch of the season, and it of course would likely put you down another game in the standings, as opposed to if you win it. Um, you then come back after the bye with the Saints, the team that's at the top of the division, you would have a chance to just retake your claim and basically be where you were after we were all, I think, feeling pretty good about this team after they had won against Tampa Bay uh, on the road and, and were then in first place in the NFC South. So I think it's, this is such an important week because it feels like 
the week where the season can kind of go one or two ways. And um, against the Carolina uh, Cardinals team, that's one and nine. Obviously, you would expect, or one and eight, one and nine, whatever their record is, they've got one win this year. Uh, you would expect the Falcons to beat them, but they've got their star quarterback coming into the fold this week. Their star running back as well, James Conner, will be, make his uh, first appearance uh, coming off of knee injury or uh, an injury. So um, it's a big week for the Falcons, for sure. There's a lot riding on this game, despite that these are two kind of mediocre and, and kind of flailing teams at this point in the season. That is Joe Patrick joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game. Com. Joe, I was gone all week, down dealing with family matters down in Florida, so when I heard football talk, it was from a national perspective, and I was surprised the amount of times I heard the Falcons brought up because they these guys love taking shots at Arthur Smith, talking about the weapons that this team has that aren't being used in their minds. Well, I don't know if that was the conversation that was you know, dominating talk around here, but when you got up there and if you had a chance to, to ask questions to uh, the head coach or anybody else, what was the conversation like this week around here about weapons not being used? If that's if those questions were allowed to be asked, if you will. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that definitely was the the conversation that was happening around the Falcons this week. Um, and it's funny because I think a lot of fans um, dismiss the notion of uh, uh, dismiss the notion of like fantasy football narratives kind of driving the discourse behind what's happening with the Falcons. But I think that this week is a great week that shows that. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Bijan Robinson, not really getting the ball, especially on the goal line, but in the red zone in general. And I think that there are actually some legitimate gripes about some certain areas in which they could potentially use Bijan more. And I think that, you know, he's only got one rushing touchdown of the year. It just happened recently. And so, you would ex- certainly expect him to have more than that at this point in the season. I think the Falcons are being very careful with him. But, you know, that usage, the fact that it's it's his production in particular that is kind of holding the team down, I think is just a bit of a misnomer. And I think that it's getting a little bit overplayed as to how, you know, much or little he is actually being used. Uh, my friend Mike Rothstein from ESPN just wrote an article this week basically laying out that, he's not being underused relative to other running backs. He's right in the mix amongst the top running backs in the NFL. And now again, situationally, could you potentially use him and maybe not go? I think fans are really, it's kind of, it's kind of doubly rubs you the wrong way when not only is Bijan not getting the ball, but you're seeing like tight end arounds to John Smith or tight end passes by John Smith, um, as opposed to, you know, just maybe handing it off to your other backs who could potentially score on the goal line. Um, but I think that there's a lot of kind of like um, there's a lot of anger in in the fan base because of the way the season has gone, because you're not getting these wins. But in my, just in my opinion, I feel like the anger is not being directed at the clearly most obvious things that are ailing this team, which is the turnovers. I mean, if you, if you look at the turnovers and you limit them to almost any extent in any of these games, it can flip so many of these results. And um, that, I think, is why Arthur Smith made the change to go to Taylor Heineke. Now, he didn't have the cleanest game last week against Minnesota, but I think it's worth kind of sticking with him for another one in, in Arizona to see if he can kind of course correct and get this thing um, on more of a smoother glide path than what we saw with Desmond Ritter. But um, that is really, I think, what is going to determine whether the Falcons team becomes winners or losers this year is whether they can actually hold on to the football and hold on to the football when they're in those in, in the red zone, you know, how many of Bijan's opportunities have, um, you know, gone, gone astray because they've been turning the ball over and, and chances that he would 
be able to score. And the other point that Arthur Smith has been making is that it's not like they're trying to avoid giving Bijan the ball in some of these situations. They've run plenty of kind of that zone read where the, the quarterback has an option to hand it off or take it, and the quarterback has taken it most of the times. We've seen Desmond Ritter have success running for touchdowns off of the, that, those particular plays where he could hand to Bijan. Of course, he fumbled on one of them in Tampa Bay, but um, that's definitely a point of discussion. I do think the Falcons will try to utilize Bijan more and get him involved in some different ways. I think they do have to kind of mix it up with their backs. I think it's becoming maybe a little bit predictable, not just in the red zone, but just how they're going to utilize Tyler Algier, Bijan Robinson, yeah, and, and Cordero Patterson, who, who put out a tweet this week, just kind of reminding fans, this is who I am, uh, kind of posting the, the video of his um, run uh, in Tampa Bay where he was just running over defenders. So, I mean, the Falcons have plenty of options to choose from. Fans know that, and I think that that's why they're upset that this Falcons offense just has not quite gotten rolling to the point that they thought they would at this time in the season. Yeah, yeah, folks, spending time on the waitforit.com hotline this morning with Joe Patrick. He is social. You can, you can find him on the X or the Twitter, whatever you call it, in the last 15 minutes at J.A. Patrick 200 at J.A. Patrick 200. All right, um, uh, that's out west uh, with the Falcons. Atlanta United is up the road yeah. in Columbus tonight. Win or pack it in? Can they carry what we saw Tuesday night with them on the road and not have another one of these one-shot performances like we saw in game one? Yeah, well, I feel like I've been a bit of a negative Nancy with, with, with Atlanta United just because, you know, my I go off of the re, you know what they've shown us recently. And recently, you know, going into these playoff games, it hadn't been great. Uh, obviously, they go into that first game against Columbus on the road. And to your point there, uh, Sam, they, they, get, they have one shot of franchise low um, in, a, in any game. And um, that didn't give me much confidence going into the, the home leg at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But then they go out there and they score four goals. They look great. And, you know, that gives you a lot of optimism when you go up to Columbus. And so do I, so do I think they can win tonight? Yes. I do think it's possible for them to win based off of the performance that we saw on Tuesday. Now, do I think it's likely? I mean, I think that, you know, just statistically – Teams do not go on the road in MLS and win very often, especially when the games get even, you know, the the intensity and, and the stakes are ratcheted up like they are in this one, where it's also a do-or-die game for the Columbus crew. I mean, this is truly kind of a single elimination playoff bracket at this point in the season for Atlanta United. So um, I don't think the odds are ba- are, ne- are with them just because of that, the circumstances of, in context of them having to go out there and travel. But um, I do now have confidence that they, they do have what it takes. You know, Columbus is a very good team. I thought, based on the way they played Atlanta United in that game one, they look like a team that could win, a, win MLS Cup. And they've got, you know, Julian Gressel and Darlington Abbey, some guys who won that MLS Cup in Atlanta in 2018. Um, and they've got a really good squad. But, you know, I think that Atlanta United has showed that despite any, any failings that this team may have in some certain positions here and there, they've got the talent at the top of that roster. And Tiago Amada, Jorgos Yakimakis, um, the new the new designated player Sabi Lobsunice like they've got the talent up front to be able to score goals and keep pace with these teams. I think the big question for them, the way that they're going to have to get this win, is they're going to have to limit the Columbus Crew to either zero goals or one goal, and it's going to and it's, that's what it's going to come down to. They've got to be able to do that, but I think they've got the talent. The possibility is there for them to you know go on to the next the next round of the playoffs, and that would be a huge um, you know boon for this organization that's kind of been mired in mediocrity over the past three or four years. Yeah, be a big step, be a big step indeed if they can get it done. Uh, Joe, we appreciate you getting up and spending some time with us this morning. Yeah, man. You know, this, uh, Absolutely. 
this abbreviated show that we're getting a chance to do. And you yeah. earn the right. You want to be uh, uh, sit there in your easy chair on your couch and watch the Falcons <laughs> today? Doggone it, have yeah, a good yeah. time. It is one of them. Want, want me to send some popcorn over or something? You got, you got plenty of popcorn for the game? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, I need all my creature comforts. <laughs> you normally oh. hear him on the Wait for Tailgate show, but he's a, he's in an easy chair today. That is Joe Patrick. Appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We are going to get out of the way at top of the hour for NFL action, Colts and Patriots in Germany. But uh, some thoughts on today's matchups coming up next. It's Sam and Greg as we continue our little Veterans Day weekend here on Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg. I ain't messing around. I'm getting right in here because we got to get out. we got to make room for a football game coming up here in a little bit here. So sorry about that, friends. we got to cut right in here. Anyway, on this uh, this 12th day of November, thank you once again for letting us, Sam and I, be a part of your Sunday mornings. We're going to be back on Saturday sometime soon. I'm sure speaking for Mr. Crenshaw, he thanks you for listening Friday nights to the High School Friday nights to the High School Scoreboard Show. Now we're in the postseason and the playoffs, and with every week, Somebody else is, as uh, Coach Chris Parker would say, taking up the equipment. Somebody <laughs> okay. else is taking up the helmets over here, the shoulder pads over here, the, the pants over here, you know. So that's, that's, that's what happens when you I really need the Falcons to do what they need to do out yeah. there in Arizona today. Yeah. I need them to give them <sighs> – well, I'm sort of torn. I want them to win. I need them to do what they need to do, but I need Arizona to win a few more games. They can start next week, but I need them to win a few more games. Out of all this – you picked the initials that I heard this past week surrounding what's going on with Michigan and, and Harbaugh and all of that sort of stuff. I sort of dismissed most of it, which the person I live with wasn't real happy about because yeah. I had to stay neutral, right? But there was one scenario I heard play out that I went, hang on, okay, now, now you got my attention. If you want to believe that he's had it with, that, with, with college, after all this stuff that he's gone through, you know, he's going to jump ship. They always say that, though. They that, do, but two years somebody's ago. Somebody's always spinning that out there that there's an NFL team just waiting on him. Which one? Well, we already Wh- saw that one? there was one. Well, I don't know. Nobody's going to post it because it could be a job that's already being occupied. The one that I'm thinking of is that Bears, and that's the one that they are talking about. Now, this is a scenario I wouldn't mind. If the, the teams that are ahead of Carolina and Arizona – Get a couple more wins. We want Arizona to continue. Excuse me. We want Carolina to continue to lose, not get any wins. But Arizona's got just one win. Yeah. Bears got three. So after this week, we need Arizona to win a few more. I think there's another team with with two wins. But anyway, there was a scenario break um, that was thrown out this past week that he's had it with college. If he comes back to the NFL, the guy who ran the Big Ten before. Last year, Kevin Warren, who you guys all say I look like, yeah, now is the president of the Bears. They're going to get rid of that dude who's the coach right now. And so to answer your question, that is the offer that people are speculating they would make. Then when you look at what the Bears have, they got Carolina's first pick. And if the Bears continue to lose, the scenario that was played out was Harbaugh, the new coach, Caleb Williams, first-round pick, and then Marvin Harrison, Jr., Second pick out of, out of Ohio State. Okay, right. Because you know he's going up there. Oh, yeah. So the Bears would have – they got two early picks in the first round. So that would be something that would keep my attention. Other than that, I don't give a I don't, know they, I don't know if they get both of them. But I mean, if those, they got the are... first two picks, they can grab them. Now, whether they can keep them, 
yeah. you know, remains to be seen. But, you know, it, Bears and, and young quarterbacks usually don't work out that well. So yeah, It's not working for our hometown no. product up there at all. And, you know, in this Falcons game today, um, you get style points in, in sports like gymnastics. You know, okay, you, it depends on how right. you do it. You get style points. Figure skating. You, you, you don't get foul points in, style points in football. No. Just win it. Just win it. It can be ugly. You don't care. At this stage in the six game. Six to three will take a win, right? We don't get six to five. <laughs> you know, we, we, we will take it. We'll take it today. Eight to five. Baseball score. We, we, we need a win. And that's where I'm at with the Falcons this week, man. It doesn't have to be pretty. does not have to because there are no style points. Okay. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 game, 92.9 thegame.com. Again, let me let you know what we got going on here. Coming up top of the hour, Indianapolis versus New England. That in Germany, Arizona, and Falcons. That pregame is at 2. Kick at 4 o'clock. And tonight you got Jets and Vegas um, shortly after Arizona and the Falcons. But then over on Star 94, Atlanta United is at Columbus. 6.30 uh, pregame, kick at 7 o'clock. We had Joe Patrick on a minute ago. How do you feel like just you yourself, Sam, as these guys move forward, because I wanted to ask Joe this, I want to ask you this too, because you follow soccer a lot more than me and could could answer this question. One of the things I've not asked, and I've got Jason Longshore coming on, he's going to be with me here in a few weeks, and I'm always curious about this, does it apply to soccer? You know how they say fights are, um, oh, jeez, I just, <laughs> styles make fights. Yeah, yeah. They say that about matchups make games. Matchups make whatever. Does that apply to soccer? Very much. Very much. And I think that's what happened in the first game with Atlanta United only getting one shot the whole night. They weren't playing their usual style. Well, okay. they, 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 they went away from that. What about matchups then? You know, well, this is a matchup that's pretty, it's pretty, pretty even as far as, as, far as it goes. Uh, Columbus has always been tough at home. And so it's always difficult to get a win there. But you know, both teams play an attacking style. They both play an attacking style offensively. Um, you know, four two. That, that's a, a that's a lot of goals. You know that we saw here in the game here Tuesday night. And so that's the thing. But to go and not get shots off because you're just strictly playing defense. You're just strictly defensing and trying to hold the ball. And you know that that was a whole different thing that was happening when they played the first game because there was no Almada uh, in the lineup. Everybody should be in the lineup tonight. They should go there and play their type of game. See now, actually, and and. That's great, and that's well and fine to what I was asking, but you kind of really didn't ask answer my question because I'm curious from a lay standpoint why these guys can handle this particular team at home then lose on the road. So now we talk about turf. Well, first of all, you're inside and outside. No, no, I'm, and that was the other thing. I'm right. not talking about this particular matchup. I'm talking about other teams Oh, you teams got different ones. You got, well, you, and why you, you can handle them here. You talk about one you know, like um, um, New, York, New York City FC. That plays in Yankee Stadium, which is a weird shaped yes. field. Okay, so so it's tough to win there. You know, the, the field is their advantage. They know how to play there. You're running out of space, and they know how to do it just fine. So you have some of that in the league as well. You know, all all fields are not shaped the same, and uh, you're probably going to have some weather that may play an issue tonight up there too in Columbus. Well, again, I. I, I live for asking you guys questions because you, you guys have educated me throughout the season, and I continue to ask these stupid questions, and you are very, very patient with me, and I can't thank you enough. And it's really going to be an education <laughs> when Jason Longshore gets here. Well, but see, yeah. here's the difference between me and well, a lot but, of – But he, he loves he loves. Yeah, that. and he loves doing this to me because there's people who don't do what I do. Admit that – listen, 
I don't know what I'm talking about here, but I love watching it, and I want the success for this. So help me out. And I have grown. And I've actually been getting grades from some folks. Yeah? Yeah, man. Uh -oh, uh -oh. I'm, I'm up to a C-. minus. Well, there you go. <laughs> Which is a whole lot better than where I was. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. I want to ask you a question. Seriously, this has nothing to do with sports. I saw this this past week. You know, we do our story of the week. What, what does this sound like to you? And I'm not mentioning the name of the company, but there's a few of them, so you could guess which, you know, you won't know which one I'm talking about. There's a food uh, delivery service, okay? Okay. They're testing out a new app. Okay. Warning that encourages non-tipping customers to rethink their decisions. Have you heard about Ooh, this? I uh, saw no. this. I couldn't believe it. No. Customers selecting zero tip while placing orders now see a pop-up message cautioning that orders without tips might take longer to be delivered. Now, in the west side of Chicago, we had a word for that. It's called a shakedown. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. It, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Um, and this was first reported by a tech uh, site called The Verge. Orders with no tip might take longer to get delivered. Are you sure you want to continue? That's the message. That's the little message you come I could there, not right? believe that. This sounded like something from The Sopranos. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm reading this, man. Look at this right there. <laughs> I wanted to mention this is actually from, sorry, uh, from the L.A. Times from last week. We didn't get a chance to bring that up. I just wanted to ask you your thoughts on it. Yeah. Uh, again, as we get ready for a, a full day of NFL action, it's going to start coming up in just a little bit. So, again. Getting a good chance to ask you about something that happened this week. Ron Washington. Congratulations. I'm surprised. I'm glad he Me got too. it. And there's a, there are very few baseball men still. In fact, you know, one of the other guys that would have popped to mind was a guy who just won the, um, won the World Series this year. And as you asked me about Ron Washington, talk about bittersweet. Now, Dusty sort of moving up to the front office, kind of, kind of be with what Hank Aaron was to the Braves with, with the Astros. Your thoughts on that. But, yeah, I'm, no, I, I couldn't be happier for Ron Washington. Um, on my first thought, then my second thought is, what is he going to do with his his big dilemma, which is every other manager's dilemma? Well, I think Who that's the thing. He's there. It, it, you know, he's – obviously, he's decided he's going to go there and see what the team does. Well, Otani's not going to land there. You know, that's I just the thing. Don't so. If he's going there and they're going to do a reboot and whatnot, then he'll be a part of, of starting that out. Here's the crazy thing, though. Who could you have had better around Mike Trout than Otani? And yet it didn't produce any sort of no. playoff, you know. No. What is, well, we'll find out what he does next. But, yeah, that, that's got to be maddening, having arguably the best player this sport has seen in a while there and not having any playoff uh, noise. It's just, but it's even worse, you cruising into the gig and he's going to be checking out possibly. On this day, Mr. Crenshaw, as we get on out of here. Yes, exactly. On this day, did you know the first space selfie? Was taken? No. There was a selfie, the first one in outer space taken on this day. You'd like to guess who it was? Who was it? The second guy to walk on the moon. The second guy, not the first second guy, guy. Second the second guy. guy. Second guy. Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin. Took a selfie of himself as a Gemini astronaut. Remember, not an Apollo astronaut, a Gemini. So, anyway, that happened on this day. The early, do you remember the earliest wrestling name you ever heard? When you were coming up, this guy, that guy, gorgeous, George, or whatever, the, the earliest wrestler's name. Okay. Mine was Dick the Bruiser. He became champ on this day. 
I don't know why I remember that, but okay. Dick, Dick, the guy's name was Dick the Bruiser, and he won championship on this day. Also, Mayor Ed Koch on this day, okay. in a press conference in 1980, admitted he smoked marijuana. Okay. That day or that he had period in his life? No, he had done it, I guess, in his life. maybe a week earlier, okay, but he admitted yeah. in a press conference on this day that he admitted that he had smoked marijuana. And in a related story down the dial, Mary and Barry went, who cares? Oh, whoa. Yikes. <laughs> um, Steve Howe was uh, reinstated on this day, mm-hmm. 1992. Wait for it. For the eighth time. Eighth time. If you don't know about Steve Howe, go look it up. Bay Bridge in Oakland was opened on this day. Mentioned earlier that Kennesaw Mountain Landis became baseball's first commissioner. Have you ever heard of a guy named, let me get this right here, Oh, Jules Leotard. Oh, no. Jules Leotard is the guy who was credited with coming up with the first ever circus act. On this day, the Flying Trapeze Circus. And this happened in Paris. And, of course, he was a designer, too, which is where the name came from, Leotard. So those are just some of the stuff that happened on this day. Birthdays go out. I wish I could tell you more about Burt Williams. I'll save it till next week. Would have been his birthday today. Um, Grace Kelly, Charles Manson would have been his birthday today. Mills Lane um, and Ryan Gosling. Listen, we this was a very strange show today. We got here a half hour late and we're trying to jam a bunch of stuff in. But we thank you, unless we're making us a part of your Sunday mornings. We'll be back next week. We got football action coming up here in just a few minutes, but followed by, we also got Falcons at Arizona later on. We got Atlanta United and Columbus over on Star 94 starting at 630 tonight, and we'll have the Jets-Vegas game. Eric, thank you. I was in this guy's ear for that 8 o'clock sort of thing, so thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us out, Mr. Crenshaw. Yep. Go get yourself some clam chowder. It's that kind of day, right? And and, and get yourself elevated and enjoy the rest of your day. It's that kind of day. I will do the same. want to thank our guests for coming on here. Those of you listening, thank you for letting us be a part of your day. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 